This is the College Football Connection Podcast with Marty Jenkins and Alvin Reed on 101 ESPN. Welcome in, college football fans. Marty Jenkins here alongside my friend Alvin Reed. It is the College Football Connection Man, I'm just losing track of time here. We're week eight now. I right? know. Week eight, Alvin? Week eight. Oh, boy. And, of course, we couldn't uh, meet last week. I, My little ones were sick at home, so I had to uh, watch them. You know, that comes first, obviously. And, Those uh, little ones grow up, and they go to college, man. And they, they it, trust me, college. before you know it, you and your wife will be in that house by yourself. Oh, that's depressing. <laughs> no, shout out to my five-year-old. It was her birthday yesterday. But you you and I were talking before we jumped on, man. I don't want them to get that old because then you really got to start worrying about them. High school, college, bullying, social media. I mean, I don't ever want that. And be you right, went man. through it a few years ago, I went right? through it, right. They're both, I got a junior uh, in college at the University of Missouri in engineering and a graduate who is a uh, Working on her master's and teaching in uh, Montessori program and okay. uh, oh teaches at stages has got like about three jobs sounds like me, uh, but getting her master's so trust me you go you a couple of blinks so does it literally seem like yesterday they were five they, that, seven that, that saying about you that added surprise yeah that it's true it's true Oof. I still look at it and say like I really remember when you were walking through that door we were walking out that door and I was taking you to school in the morning. Oh. I'm serious. I I can. It's same house, you know, same everything, mm-hmm. except they're grown. Yeah. Years mm-hmm. go by, my man. So last week we weren't here. And of course, you know, I've been picking against Iowa all year. And last week is the weekend. You know, I would have taken Purdue with the points, maybe to win as well. And Iowa finally lays an egg. And they, Alvin, they, I mean, they not only got beat, they got smoked at home. Oh, by yeah, absolutely. And that was what was, I was torn on that one. I think I would have gotten that one wrong because I think I would have gone with Iowa because Iowa was at home and coming off a, you know, just a huge victory. And, man, they just got beat. And maybe that's just that adage where you just can't bring it 12, mm-hmm. 11, 12 times a year. At some point, you're going to have a game where you just don't have it. And if that team you're playing, even if you're at home, does have it, then it's just going to be uh, just going to be one of those situations where right. you never are in the game. And once Purdue scored and went up seven to nothing, and you're thinking to yourself, "Well, I will," you know, maybe they'll get control. They Didn't never happen. got control. They seemed of the lifeless. Game. Yeah, lots of a lot of that's on coaching. You're coming off a huge win against Penn State. Well, maybe that's it though. Maybe you you had told yourself you were good to go for you know six seven days, mm-hmm. and then Saturday morning when you got out on that field, you you just all of a sudden you realize we're not good to go. Right, we're worn out. That took a lot out of us last week. Mizzou got smoked 35-14. That game uh, could have been worse. I mean, <laughs> they got a bye week this week. Well, think about Texas A and M. Beating Alabama, uh huh. Then coming to Mizzou, and just just shellacking them yep. for a half, and then Texas A and M. I don't think they necessarily like called off the dogs, but I think Texas A and M went into kind of uh, um, this team is beaten. Let's not get hurt. Let's you know let's get out of here with our win. And I if and I think Texas A and M either's got one of their you know fly-by games this week or might even have a bye. But uh, that's a good question. I think they have one of those SEC middle of the season. Oh, they they uh, host South Carolina, and they're favored by 20. Okay, all right. Uh, 
So I just think they want to just get out of town. I think they could have beat Missouri down a lot worse than they did. Yeah, you know, you're in second quarter, and you're like, all right, we already got this under wraps. You know, let's just kind of get this game over right. with. And they ran the ball all the time, and, and, and they weren't – it was really vanilla in the second half. And then Mizzou, which, you know, has looked pretty damn bad this year. And, you know, they should – they better win at Vanderbilt – Next weekend, <laughs> they, I yes, they better win at Vanderbilt. Right, if you don't win that game, you got some major issues, and you already have major issues. But here we are, week eight. I can't believe it's week eight. That is just insane. Well, you know, you got that week zero, mm-hmm. so you're we're going back to the last weekend in August, so that that kind of helps because we're kind of coming up on the second to the last weekend in October. Right. But what's getting me is November, and November football is by the time. We get to the end of November, it's, it's, it's Army Navy. It's, yep. you know, like we're sizing up who's going to be, be in the, the final four. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's almost so here. So that's four weeks from now. All right. Let's start in Lawrence, baby. As all eyes are focused on Alvin's uh, over-under bet of uh, one and a half wins Gosh. for the Jayhawks, they right. host uh, uh, the number three team in the country, the Oklahoma Sooners. And let's see, Oklahoma... 38-and-a-half-point favorites. God, that's a lot of points. And the over-under is 66-and-a-half. So, in terms of this game, uh, that's just a lot of points. So, I'm sticking away. And, of course, you know, we were talking about Spencer Rattler before we jumped on air. You know, he had his chance. You know, Caleb Williams comes in. The rest is history. They, They just love him there. He's lighting up the scoreboards. Teammates love him. So, he's the man there. And we probably won't ever see Spencer Rattler take another snap again in Norman unless it's mop-up duty. Oh, unless or, – or he gets hurt or something like that. Yeah. Or he comes out and sucks against KU on Saturday. Right, I, right. I'm taking KU, and I'm going to take them 38 points. Now, here's why. I think the score might be 58 to 21, 37-point right. difference. Missouri uh, – Missouri, listen to me. Uh, KU scored two late touchdowns against Texas Tech uh-huh. after the game was completely over yep. uh, last week. And it's a home game. And just Oklahoma can't bring I, – I, they, they just can't bring the fire that they have the last, like, couple weeks. Because, mm-hmm. quite frankly, you know, you had the Texas comeback. You had to play a tough, you know, game uh, last week um, or two weeks ago, I guess, against K-State. Right. So, three weeks ago, right. Texas. Two weeks ago, K-State. Uh, you're on the road. Uh, you know, in this day and age, Oklahoma it won't be anything like Oklahoma used to be where they just filled up your stadium, pretty right. much every seat. There'll be a lot of Oklahoma fans there. But I just think that if KU can figure out a way to, to score 20 points, and I think they can score 20 points, I think that they'll come within 38. I really do. Okay. That's fair. That's mm-hmm. a fair assessment. And I'm staying away from the uh, the point spread on that game. Uh, you know, that's just that's too many points for me. But then again, you know, if I take – Kansas to cover, I could see it being 35 nothing and a half. Um, yeah. I'm staying away from the point spread on this game, but the one I do like on this one is I think the game is going to go over 67 and a half. Okay. Um, you know, Kansas, far from a lethal offense, but I like their dual threat quarterback, and Oklahoma's defense isn't that good. That's what I'm saying. That That's kind of why I think that KU can, can two touchdowns, two field goals. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, 45-17, 52-17, something like that I can see transpire. And I do think Kansas can hang three touchdowns on this team, and I think Oklahoma's going to score all day. So I'm going to take over 67-and-a-half in that game. And I'm pretty confident with that pick, too, because I think we're going to see a lot of points in Norman. I would agree with you on the over. Because, I, like I said, the score in my head is like 
you know. So you're going to roll with both, Kansas and the over? I'm, yeah, I'm going to take the over because I think Kansas will get beat, but I think Kansas could score 20 points. Yeah. So, you know, 57-20, uh, you know, I cover and uh, I'm over my 67 by right. 10 points. Right. I wonder what kind of crowd they're going to have out there in this weekend in Lawrence. Well, it'll be hard to tell because it'll be a lot of Oklahoma fans. Yeah. So it'll be probably close to 40,000 people. And we see 50. Are you going to any more games this year? I might. I might. I might go to the K-State game. Right on. Um, all right. So Penn State, let's move over. They host the Illini. Illini, two and five. They got beat last last weekend, 24 to nothing to Wisconsin. Um, Penn State. Since that injury to Sean Clifford in Iowa City, their offense has looked absolutely horrible. They may as well throw you and I out there because they're not moving the ball. They look dysfunctional, you know, and and, and Taquan uh, Tra- Roberson, to his credit, you know, he didn't get a lot of reps, and I still don't know if they're going to smooth that process out this weekend. I don't think Sean Clifford's going to play, you know. It's still being decided by head coach uh, James Franklin, but I think they're going to go with Roberson again. And in this game – you know, the Illini, it, they lost 24 nothing to Wisconsin. And the over-under in this game is 45-and-a-half. And Penn State is favored by 23-and-a-half points. Um, this was another one that I was pretty torn about. Did a lot of research on this game. And this Illinois team, you just never know which one's going to show up. You mm-hmm. know, they're going to get beat 24 to nothing, or are they going to go out there and put up a fight? But in this game, in Happy Valley, I still think that offense for Penn State has major issues. I think Illinois will be up to the challenge in this one. And I'm actually going to take the Illini with 23 and a half points, and I'm going to take the over. I would, I would agree with you on the over, but I will differ with you. I think Penn State covers the 23. Okay. And I think this is kind of like KU's game against Oklahoma, except there's a lower point total overall. Right. So, in other words, I think 40 to 10 or something like that. Right. Let's see. Illinois. I'm trying to think one more thing here. So, Penn State, they're sitting at number seven right now. And should and they also, be? Right. What's yeah. that? Should they be? Well, I'm also look. Alvin, you're popular, man. I, I don't know about <laughs> Excuse me. I never get this many calls. I got to mute this bad boy. So I also think this is going to come into play when you take on the Illini this weekend. And listen, you know, Illini's bad, um, but I don't think they're like Kansas bad. No, no. 24 to nothing, Wisconsin. Not at home. And you figure like, man, you scored no point. Y'all scored no points. You know, that's that. I, I'm not telling anything anybody doesn't already know. If you get shut out, that's that's horrible. Uh, but here's the here, here's the other thing. Penn State next weekend and what could be the game of the year, they go to Columbus. Yes. And they take on a team that everybody's talking about right now. You know, C.J. Stroud's finally starting to get in stride. You know, they shook off that loss to Oregon. They're sitting there exactly where they want to be in the Final Four playoff right now. People talking about them as a dark horse, which I don't even really know if you can call them a dark horse. They're number five in the country right now. But they look damn good since that loss to Oregon. I agree. I agree. And they could be looking ahead to that game. And you got a backup quarterback going against an Illini team that, you know, is solid at times. I think that's a safe bet taking the Illini with the points and uh, going the over in that one. But I do think Penn State could be looking ahead to that game in Columbus. I, I think Penn State, that's why they, they, they wax Illinois. I, I think, hey, everybody knows what's coming. Mm-hmm. So let's go out here and, and beat them down and 
head on into Columbus. You want to talk about an exciting game to be at Halloween weekend, night game at Columbus? That ought to be an interesting one. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> absolutely. All right, let's look ahead here as I'm scrolling down the scores. I just see that Wake Forest is still sitting there undefeated at sixteen, at 6-0, number 16 in the country. Maybe we'll talk about a Wake Forest game at some point this year. Let's see. Who do they play? They, they've got a game this week, I think. Um, they, uh, they go to Army. They yeah. go to Army. Boy, that ACC, Alvin, is bad. Oh, it's Pittsburgh sitting at there. When's the last time Pittsburgh was sitting number one in their uh, division? Did you see Clemson last week? Any oh, my them? gosh. <laughs> maybe Feinbaum was right about that yeah, dynasty. Exactly. You know? <laughs> right. I was, I was like, oh, no, man. Uh, you th- everybody's throwing dirt on Clemson like they'll never come back from this. And then you that game last week said, so like, whoa. It's pretty bad, man. Yeah, yeah. Say, whoa. All right. Well, Dabo Sweeney and all your great coaches, you all have to coach now. Yeah, this is, yeah, yeah. Right. Lawrence and Etienne, you know, these guys are gone. You right, know, we, right. we're under a new watch now, and uh, that dynasty may be over. All right, Alvin, here is something interesting. Number eight in the country, Oklahoma State, the Pokes, mm-hmm. they go to Ames to face the unranked Iowa State Cyclones. Iowa State favored by seven. And I saw a stat. This is the first, this is the second time in 40 years that a top 10 team on the road has gone in and have been more than a touchdown underdog, which is, it's pretty crazy. And it's at seven and a half right now. <sighs> Listen, Oklahoma State's got a good running back. They got a solid D. Cyclones, they've won the last couple games. They have a solid D, but their offense isn't good. I'm pretty confident with this pick. I'm going to stay away because I'm very interested to see what you have to say regarding who you're taking in the point spread this game. Mm -hmm. But I'm sticking with just the over-under. And I'm going to go under 47.5 this game because I think it's going to be a sloppy affair. And both teams do not really have a good offense, but they have good defense. So give me under 47.5 in Ames, Alvin. All right. I'm going to take Oklahoma State. Okay, and I'm going to take my seven points because this is – I think this is going to come down to, to a field goal at the end of the game. I think this is going to come down to the last drive of the game. And I think somebody – it's it's just going to be a two- or three-point game. Uh, so, I I think Oklahoma State covers this. Iowa State could win. Iowa State could win by six points. Right. But I'm taking Oklahoma State. If you're going to give me seven points in this game, in a game that Oklahoma State could win. Yeah. So if you're going to give me seven, I'm going to take it. Roll the dice. Yeah. But this is one of those things, you know, in every sport, you take a look and people say, oh, you know, games are fixed. These odds makers mm-hmm. are too good, blah, blah, blah. This is a game where you look at the spread and you're like, what the hell? There's no way that's going to happen. Then the Cyclones win by 21. Yeah. No, it can happen. <laughs> right. So who are you rolling with again? I'm going I'm to take Oklahoma State. I'm going to take my seven points that Iowa State is giving. You got to feel like I did on the under, over under at 47 and a half, or you nah, just want to stick with them? I'm going okay. I'm, 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 I'm to leave that one alone because <clears throat> – that, that's the one where you say, like, that game could – it could be 28-26. It could be 6-3. Uh, that one's all over the place. If you're looking for a good futures bet, by the way, um, not sure what they are right now, but Oklahoma State is undefeated at sitting at number eight. If they somehow win this game, you know, they have winnable games on the rest of their schedule. And then Bedlam – I'm not sure when the last time we had a Bedlam, which is the last game of the year. Great environment. Highly recommend, mm-hmm. by the way. I'm sure you've been to a few and, of and them. Especially in Stillwater. And the games in Stillwater this year. Yeah. So that's that little place is kind of still closed in. 
they've expanded one end of it, but the fans were just right on top of you, right there. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, and I, I mean, on top of you, literally. Well, what I was getting to is, I wonder when the last time those two teams locked up in Bedlam and they were both top ten. I. It, it's probably been a minute. It's been a. It's been a while. And I'll tell. And the funny thing is, is that when Oklahoma State was. Um, kind of fielding its best teams, that's when Oklahoma was not a top-ten team. That little stretch in there. The well, they were kind of – Oklahoma State was kind of fielding their best teams like right around when Mizzou was, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, right. And yeah. a little bit at, like about that same time. Yeah. But when they were – when Oklahoma had um, – oh, not Blake, but who came – whoever they got rid of before Lincoln Riley was there. Uh, uh, Stoops? I mean, who the, well, yeah, well, Stoops down years, yeah. When, when they finally had to, you know, tell Stoops to get to get stepping. Remember Oklahoma had some years where they, they were bowl eligible, but the whole national championship thing had kind Oh, of, yeah, sorry, I misunderstood yeah, you. Right. No, they had some yeah. – that was like the Blake Bell do, Bill Dozer yeah, years. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lost to Kansas. Oh. Yeah, yeah. When was that? What year was that when oh, they lost Oh, let's see. Oh, <clears throat> what? oh, it was when, like I say, when Blake was there, and then we somehow the other uh, – Was the, that the Mangino years? That was after Mangino. Wow. That was during like oh I don't that like was, Turner Gill that years. Was Turner Gill actually pulled that off. <laughs> I wonder where he's at right now. He went to um, one of those uh, kind of religious schools, Liberty or, or oh, okay, yeah, did all right, did fine. By the way, Liberty lost last weekend and they were the biggest Division One team. Like they were favored by forty one and lost. Yeah, I didn't see that to like uh, Louisiana Monroe or something. Okay, I believe <laughs> <laughs> it. I always like Turner Gill. I did too. Any, I I think we wouldn't be in dire straits that we are now if they had let him have the final year of his contract at yep. KU. Yep. Not that they would have been any great shakes, but that's when the whole thing fell apart. And then you hired Charlie Weiss, which was the worst Charlie hire in the history Weiss. of college football. They still paying him, right? No, I think we finally you got he, that squared I think, away. I All think right. he's off. The, he went off the door with North uh, with uh, Notre Dame and KU in the same season. About three seasons ago. Charlie Weiss. Right. Oh boy. Charlie Weiss was the highest paid coach in, in college football. Wow. And now not that's coaching. saying something. And not, and not coaching for that's one of those years. Unbelievable. Right. All right. Let's head out to Westwood. I feel like we haven't really talked about many Pac-12 games this year. And this actually on the Pac-12 remaining schedule for all the teams the rest of the year, this could be the best game we're looking at. Um, number 10, Oregon, 5-1. and one. They head to UCLA five and two. <laughs> I was thinking about it. Boy, that that uh, first week win over LSU isn't looking as good as it did <laughs> after oh, week no, one. No, wait, it? especially since they had already told the coach bye bye. They came to agreement at LSU that he's leaving, mm-hmm. and UCLA has had some uh, clunkers. Yeah. Even on that five and two, there are a couple of wins on there. Like yep. really, yep, right, okay, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Uh, Kelly will be in trouble because I think USC will beat them. I know that's on down the line a little bit, um, but in this one, I, I just have to take Oregon. I, I'm me too. I just have to take Oregon. I, it's a pick. It's, it's a pick them. So over under sixty and a half, and I'm with you on Oregon, and I'm taking the under all day on this at sixteen and a half. UCLA barely just beat Washington last week. It was like twenty four to 17 the ducks have been winning close games all year i feel like you know you, you think of pac 12 and shootouts out west but i think this one's going to be a low scoring affair and i'm going the opposite way of what people are because this opened at 57 now it's at 16 and a half i'm taking the under and you're taking oregon with me right i'm taking oregon yeah given the one but it's a pick it's a pick so oregon oregon beats ucla and i know the game's at ucla but so what 
Yeah, that week one win over LSU and Orgeron being gone now. I wonder who's going to take over there in Baton Rouge. That's a high-profile job. Boy, I can't believe he's he just won the Natty two years ago. I I I that's one reason I probably wouldn't take that job. Wow, that's uh, crazy, man. Yeah, those people are crazy down there, and I, I don't get it really. I, you know how they always say there's got to be something more to it. Uh huh. That doesn't there have to be something more to it? You would think. I mean, he just. I mean, they are pretty bad this right. year at three and three right now. But you just won the national title two years ago. And we won maybe the, he just wants to step away. That's too. what I'm. See, that's that could be the thing. Right. You know, he maybe, you know, during his weekly, you know, get run down by the administration and the right. boosters and everything, he probably just walked into the AD and said, like, I'm out. Right. I'm out. That could I, be it. And we, we may find that out later. Right. ESPN has already contacted me about being, you know, on the college football shows yep. uh, or, you know, SEC network about being on the college football shows. I, I would work, you know, 20 hours a week instead of 80 hours a week. I'm just ready to just not do this anymore. <clears throat> Could be. And as I scroll down here looking at the games for this weekend, I didn't do any research on this, so this mm. is just kind of, you know, don't take this advice. This is just kind of a gut thing I want to throw out there. They go to Oxford this weekend, LSU, against number 12, Old Miss. This could be like a play for Orgeron thing the rest of the year, you know. Oh, yeah. And Ole Miss is favored by eight. But, like, anytime a team's favored by only a touchdown, you kind of want to look at the other team. I may take LSU with eight points this weekend. I I, 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 I can see that. I'll tell you what, man. You either hate Lane Kiffin or you kind of like him, and I'm just kind of like him. I don't know. What that Did you see that scene in Knoxville? Throwing, last? throwing stuff on the field, and he threw his hat back in the stands. Yes, he's like, visor. See, I love that. Like, it's like, no, I'm not going to be go off on nobody. I'm just going to be everything you want me to be. Yeah. It's almost like by the end of that night, it's almost like, all those Tennessee fans were probably just like applaud the guy. Mm-hmm. He said, like, you know, they're probably thinking, like, what an ass. But he stood up to that. We hit the man with a battery. He picked it up, showed it to the ref. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Things got wild in Knoxville last weekend. <laughs> Old Lane Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. Hey. Tell you what, I don't know what his deal is, but man, wherever he goes, it's exciting. It is. And that's what people want, right? He's oh, a very yeah. polarizing figure. Oh, he's very polarizing. But he's doing why, something. Well, okay, why is everybody fired up to beat Ole Miss other than the fact that he's the coach? Yep. Now, they're bringing their A game. Yeah. All right? And Alabama brought their A game against Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Stomped them. Mm-hmm. Went out, got beat the next week by Texas A&M. So it's kind of like, you know, it, there's something about him yeah. where people are putting all the just, just all the eggs in the basket, yeah. and then realizing like, okay, so we beat Ole Miss by 40 points. What does that mean exactly? Right, because he's going to go eight and three, playing a decent bowl game, yes, and he get is. the last laugh. Well, and that hey. kind of leads me to my hey. point: is he's doing something good there in Knoxville. They're almost a top 10 team. He's going to produce the number one overall quarterback maybe taken in the draft this year. I could see him having success in Oxford for a couple of years and then once again getting a big-time major program oh, head absolutely. coaching job. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they were having offensive problems at Ole Miss. Now they're ringing up pretty much points on everybody. Alabama shut them down. Right. So, obviously, whatever he's bringing with him, he is still an excellent offensive coordinator. Yeah. And he'll probably be in the NFL one day again. I would, I could see that. Yeah. I wonder what his next job is going to be. Very interesting. I still think it might be USC. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? If this next game, next guy fails, um, 
two years, three years from now? Yep. I could see that. All right. That's a great segue right there. They go to South Bend this weekend. This is a hard one, Marty. Um, yeah, it was so hard. In fact, I look at it, I'm not taking the point spread on this one. Mm-hmm. Look, USC's got a horrible defense. Irish has got a bad defense as well. Irish is literally using their fifth left tackle, mm-hmm. a true freshman, on the season this year. They can't get anything right. They're going to have to uh, get some stability on that offensive line if Kyron Williams is going to have a breakout near- year next year again or another breakout year. But that offensive line's been horrible. I'm staying away from the point spread on this one. Over 58 is what I like in this game. And I think there's going to be a lot of points in this contest. I think over 58. I think it could get close to over 58 by halftime. That's what I'm going with. Uh, I think it'll be lower scoring than that. Okay. okay. I and, and I'm telling you, I don't know why exactly I'm doing this, except I would I my disappointment in USC just grows stronger every year since Pete Carroll left. Yep. So I just can't pick them to cover so i'm gonna i'm gonna give this seven uh and and that game might be a lot closer these these tend to be night game night game i'll tell you what this game will be you come into this game halfway through the second quarter you said like notre dame's going to beat them by 40 points because the score is going to be like 20 to 6 or something like that yep and then notre dame will hold them throughout the game then usc will score late and have the ball and be down six points or something like that, mm-hmm. you know, or eight points where they have a chance to maybe tie the game where Notre Dame control the game the, the entire way through. Because that's just kind of like USC. Right. And But I think Irish cover on that one. Now, unless USC finally puts together like a complete football game. And, you know, they've had games where they look like they're about, about to get beat. And all of a sudden the light comes on and, and uh you know, they play a couple of good quarters of football and win. Yeah, I mean, take a look at this rivalry, too. You got one of the greatest rivalries in college football history, and you got a 500 team in USC going to Notre Dame that's barely in the top 15. That's actually just kind of sad. It is. It is. And that's why I think, like, I think Notre Dame is better than USC is right now. Mm-hmm. A, a interim coach or fill-in coach, USC. Yeah. They, they're they playing for pride and for, you know, whoever this gent is who's coaching them right now. But they're just not – they're not a very sound football team right now. But – I think they could be. Right. It depends on who they hire as coach. I mean, they'll be better as soon as they get a head coach, go through spring football and all that, and yeah. come back through. I think they'll be fine. Right. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Hmm. Uh, let's stay in the state of Indiana. Last one here in Bloomington, one of the most disappointing teams uh, in the year thus far, started out a pre- preseason top 15 team. They're 2-4, and four, the Hoosiers. This point spread has moved big time, 3.5 points in favor of the Buckeyes. They open at 17.5. Now it's at 21, number five, Ohio State, 21-point favorites heading into Bloomington. C.J. Stroud, he's fully recovered from that shoulder injury. We talked about it a few minutes ago. The Buckeyes look as good as any team in the country right now. Um, But I'm moving in the opposite direction of where that point spread was because Indiana, you know, they can score points. Ohio State's defense has had some issues. I do – this is kind of like Iowa. I've picked for the Hoosiers all year, and they've always burned me. But I'm comfortable with 21 points at home, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a lot of fans there from both teams. Right. I like the Hoosiers to cover 21. I do too. And I think it's going to be under 59. Okay. I like them on that 21 because that has been it's a it's an Ohio State house of horrors. Yep. It is good point. I forgot to mention that. And it'll be. I I just think that Indiana plays them tough long enough. 
that that Ohio State will not be able to cover the 21. Indiana just almost won in East Lansing last I, weekend. That's a damn won. good Michigan State team. That's a pretty good team and could have won. Yeah. <clears throat> and that was a low-scoring affair. So I think if you have a low-scoring affair against Michigan State, which is a top-10 team in the country, uh, I think you can hang with this Ohio State team. By the way, that's going to be a good game. I don't know when that is. That may be next weekend, actually. Michigan State plays Michigan. I think that's next weekend because Michigan still has Ohio State, and I think they have a, a – they play somebody. They don't play uh, Michigan State and then play Ohio State back-to-back. They never do that. All right, so here it is. Michigan hosts Northwestern this weekend, and then they go to East Lansing next weekend. And they haven't announced the time on that yet, so that may be flexed as college game day going there. Holy mackerel, look at the Big Ten next week. you got Michigan going to Michigan State and Penn State going to Columbus. Yeah. Those are two monster affairs next weekend for the Big Ten. So all eyes are going to be on the Big Ten next weekend. Yeah, for somebody who's been to the Michigan and Michigan State game, that's one if you ever have a chance to, to, to go to either place. I have not. Did you go to one in Ann Arbor? I went to one in Lansing, yeah. Okay. Right, when I was working up there. And, hey, it's not like fights in the stands, but, oh, my gosh. It is it is like a state championship regardless of what the record is. Underrated atmosphere from a national perspective. Oh, well, I think you kind of have to be there that uh or put it this way. Remember when when uh Michigan State blocked a punt oh, on yeah. the field goal and won the game 2014. at the 2014. Yeah. I always tell people, like, that's the kind of thing that, that, that w- will happen in a Michigan-Michigan State game. Right. Something silly like that. Yeah, at the yeah end. exactly. Because that was a hell of a game. That was a hell of a and game. And that knocked Michigan out of the national title hunt. Yep. And and here's why. That's one of those games where both teams play 60 minutes. Yeah. I mean, I don't care if one team's down two touchdowns. They are hitting as hard as they were on the opening play of the game. Right. It really is a – this is a the, the heavyweight championship between ourselves and the state of Michigan. And it, and it plays out like that. And it's always late in the season. And it's always kind of windblown, cold. You know, it's just a – it's a really good atmosphere. Yeah. I'll have to get to the one of those one time. Yeah, the one I saw, just overcast day, kind of misty. Night game or? Uh, day game. Okay. Day game because i show my age, you know. like right. man, We're talking about late 80s now, man. These are day games. Right. Michigan won. Michigan was better at Michigan State at that time. And I think this was the year before they went to the Rose Bowl or the year after they went to the Rose Bowl. Talking about 80s? Was yeah, it in the 80s? It was in the 80s. <clears throat> right. Because Michigan State went to Rose Bowl, I guess, that first year I was there. So that would have been 87. Okay. So I think this was 88. All right, so there you have it, folks, all of our picks. Hey, did you get your final tally for the th- season thus far? Uh, yes, I did. I am uh, two under, okay. 500? Yes, two under 500, and it was 34 games. So I think it was 16-18. Okay. All, all right. right. I know it was 16-18. I remember the 34 games. So 16-18, all right, so I got to get, you know, I got to get the peeps. Just go like, uh, you know, a couple games over 500 this I, I, weekend. I need another six and two, like I had two That'd weeks ago. That'd be big. Ago. Right. Then, I, then they'll put me on the even keel. All right. I'm 38 and 34. I got uh, really lucky one weekend. I went on a heater and I went like seven and two one day. Okay. So 38 and 34, four games over 500. Right. Because I'm not counting my, I, I have not counted a lot of over-unders. Right. That's right. why you, all right. All right. right. So I'm, I'm kind of more, I'm just, I did just like kind of like my point spreads. Um, what what game do you think this weekend you're the most confident on in terms of the ones you picked? Not a lock of the week, but something you're pretty confident on. Mine mm-hmm. is the Sooners 
Jayhawks over 67 and a half. All right, mine, it's so funny that you should say that. That's like, how crazy as this sounds. I was like, I'm pretty confident that you could come within 38 points of Oklahoma this weekend. I'm not saying that on any given weekend, Oklahoma could be, could not be Kansas 65 to nothing. Okay. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying on this weekend, at this particular time, with these games that Oklahoma has coming up, right. and where KU is, you know, for the season, uh-huh. and the fact that, you know, uh, this kid has played, you know, this will be his third, I guess, start. Yeah. And it'll be in an atmosphere that he probably isn't used to, which is, don't nobody give a damn. Right. <laughs> They care about when that next round's coming. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, it's it's kind of like this will be a little different. Yeah. So I I just don't I don't see Oklahoma playing their A game. I'll be interested to see where that one is at halftime. Um. All right. So we haven't talked, uh, Alvin, but I thought of you when this went down. Um, Mike Schilt. Oh man, I surprised as everybody else. But you know, look, if you and your employer, you know, get into some kind of heated argument or something like that. And, you know, he just says, well, tell you what, how about I hire somebody else? I, it may come out of the blue, but, I mean, this philosophical differences stuff, you got to tell me what the phil- philosophical difference was. And, and you, you, better, said, like, you better tell me what the philosophical yeah. difference was. So, you know, what do you want? He said, like, I want Albert Fire. Right, well, that's not going to happen. Well, then I want Albert Fire. And he said, well, tell you what, how about I fire you? Something like that, you know? it. <sighs> It had to be something like that. Well, here's the thing, and Michelle Smallman said this a few days ago. This isn't verbatim, but it was something along the lines of, and I completely agree with it, if if there's not confetti raining down on the field next year, then this move was a failure. Oh, absolute failure. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm the same way. I don't want to hear no, we made the wild card round. No, 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 and, no. and I think I told, I, I may have said this on the show a couple weeks ago. I said, like, if in spring training of last year, you just said, like, hey, we're going to finish six, seven games behind Milwaukee, be the second wild card, um, 15, 16 games behind the top wild card, then we're going to lose the wild card game. We just said, like, what is that? Yeah. We, that Everybody would have been disappointed in spring training. It was like, that's what you're going to accomplish this year. Okay. <laughs> so that's what you accomplished this year. But you won 17 straight games, all right, and you got in, and nobody expected you to get in. And he's going to get manager of the year votes. But he'll get manager of the year votes. And you let him go. Right. And who are you going to bring in? It's not going to be a name. It's going to be this. The, the, it's going to be Stubby Clap. Schumacher. Or, or, uh, Stubby Clap or the, the, uh, Marmol. Yeah, exactly. And what is that? And you come out, man, we come around the all-star break, and they got 500, a little bit above. All we're doing is the same thing. Oh, that's all right. All the Cardinals have to do is get in. I was like, yeah, and then they'll get out. I, I will. I agree with Michelle for the most part, and, mm-hmm. and I haven't pulled up that exact quote yet, but it was close to it. But I will say this, and, you know, it, it all depends on how the season goes, too, you know, injuries, all that jazz. But right. they better not get anything less than an NLCS appearance. No, no. Division ain't. Why did you do this? You got to win an NLDS. Right, exactly. Or this move was a failure if you don't get to the NLCS, the Final Four. I agree. I agree with you. And I'll tell you something else, Marty. You look at these scores of these uh, championship series, you think the Cardinals could have hung with some of these teams? No. (laughs) Like, wait a minute. Get the brooms out. Yeah. I'm thinking like, man, look, they putting up nine runs and carrying on. Every team has pounded this other team at least once or twice in every series. Uh Uh-huh. And with – no – 
Well, we wouldn't have won a game. We wouldn't have. Uh, Los Angeles would have just kept right on beating us. They beat us in the wild card. That would have kept on going. Five games against the Giants, every game was, you know, like somewhat close. Yeah. We wouldn't have handled the Giants. The Braves obviously look like they got their stuff together. <coughs> oh, right. yeah. And then we won't even bring in the American League because they would have scored eight runs a game. Yeah. Uh, maybe Wainwright would have held them to five, but everybody else we tried it out there would have got just lit up. So we are we are not one of the top eight, nine teams. Well, what I'm intrigued about is, you know, let's say they don't get to the NLCS next year. I mean, then you got you got to let somebody else go, man. I, I how Mosellock? I mean, come on. Well, I, he would be the next to go, and I'm sure maybe management told people him people are going to be pissed. I, I think ownership too. told him said like, fine, go ahead and let him go, but you're next. And yeah. they, maybe they, I'm sure they told him in no uncertain terms that I, what am I going to do? I'm going to go fire the ball club. Derek Gould just did a piece. I don't mm-hmm. know if you read that, but the last line mm-hmm. of the piece, and this isn't verbatim, but it's something like, you know, listen, you made the move. Now you had better win in 2022. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Or he's gone. All right. We'll On one see. side, I got a, uh, I got another winner in my pocket. You got like you. Were, I remember this when you talked about Vegas. They're like, man, somehow they know or whatever. Um, the day I was at the Chiefs game, uh, Cincinnati played. Oh, I forgot who they were um, at home against. It's a good team, by the way. Cincinnati. Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Right. Joe Burrow was over under was two hundred and sixty six and a half yards. What did he get? I took the over. I won. He had two hundred and eighty two yards. Okay. Seventy came on one play. Wow. And I'm thinking to myself, now just think about this, Alvin. If that play is 55 yards for a touchdown instead of 70 yards for a touchdown, I lose that bet. Yeah. How do they know? That it's I. It's scary. It's scary. I won, you know, mm-hmm. and I put a C note on that one. I was so confident, you know, <laughs> like hey, right. <laughs> hey, your Cowboys are looking good. That was a hell of a game last weekend. Oh man, the Patriots. And let me tell you what. That's the game that the Cowboys lose. Oh, like, going back to every years. year, every year, every year. Go back to oh man. That's game they lose, and they won. And there's something. Something brewing. There's something. Yeah, exactly. Go, what go, are they now? Five and one. And you go back to that Tampa game, and you thought maybe with all the hoopla and Tampa, you know, raising the flags, and they had some injuries in the in the defensive backfield. But, man, Dallas almost won that game. I mean, it took oh, yeah. Tom Brady driving his team down to field goal position but no time left, you know, to win that game. You win at San Diego. Now, San Diego just stunk last week at Baltimore. But you win at San Diego. I'm telling you, those are some quality wins. When's the last time they were 5-1 and one to start the year? I think it probably would have been uh, 20. Was it when they made the wild card game? Uh, the last, well, they won the division. I don't know they went. Like 2011, 2012-ish? Well, what, what um, the year that, uh, the last year, was 2016 the last year that the Rams were here? Yeah. It was that year, I think. They started out five and one. Maybe that year. we were. Maybe we were. Maybe they were four and two, and you know, stayed above, stayed ahead of the pace. Listen, you're talking Super Bowl contenders right now. They're one of the top three or four teams, along with the Arizona Cardinals, you know, mm. uh, Green Bay Packers, Tampa Bay Bucks, mm. and, and who else? You know, you're going to throw in there. I'm not throwing the Chiefs in there. They probably will be, but you're three and three right well, now. Well, the Chiefs have to. Chiefs have to win some games. Yeah. Period. Before I believe. And that Chiefs team I saw play on Sunday night against Buffalo was god-awful. You know who's kind of a – even though his quarterbacks get talked about a lot, you know who's quiet 5-1 and one is the Ravens. Yeah. And the Ravens could be 2-4. and four. Yes, yes. 
very easily. I still think that Chiefs game, if Clyde Hilaire doesn't fumble, they kick a field goal, they win the game. Yep, just can't fumble. And then the Chiefs aren't as sorry as everybody says, and the Ravens aren't as great as everybody says. And that's as, that's as comes down to why you fumbled the ball at their, like, 30-yard line late in the game where you're all, you're already in field goal position, but the Chiefs would have had, like, three or four more plays. Yeah. So they probably would have ended up at, like, the 20, 15-yard line. Mm-hmm. Kicked an easy field goal, game over. Game over. All right, my man. All right, man. Thanks for joining me. Look forward to seeing you next week, dude. We rambled, man. We're 43 minutes. Oh, sorry. We got a little talking at the end. (coughs) Bear with us out there, folks. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Alvin, always Mm. good seeing you, my man. All right, man. Take care, guys. You've been listening to the College Football Connection Podcast with Marty Jenkins and Alvin Reed on 101 ESPN. Sports talk for St. Louis. Any workout, any mood, any time. That's what the Peloton Tread is all about. From interval runs that motivate you to go the extra mile, power walks that work up a sweat, rolling hill hikes for you to enjoy, and full body boot camps to hit your goals. Plus thousands of workouts that go beyond the tread. Strength programs, core classes, yoga, Pilates, and even boxing. Everything you need on and off the Peloton Tread. Experience it all for yourself with a 30-day home trial. Learn more at OnePeloton.com.